From the Ticats Audio Network, this is Task and Twos. Ticat fans, welcome to the Task and Twos show. Every week, our update with myself, Luke Tasker, and Andy Fantuz. Tuz, how you doing, man? You're back from Saskatchewan. I am, yeah. I had a great trip out there, and I even made it back in time to catch the uh, the Thanksgiving game here in Hamilton, so I got to take in two games this week. It was great. So tell me about it out there. The uh, Tuz is on the Plaza of Honor now, uh, forever etched in stone in Saskatchewan. Um, what was it like? Pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, week of events and stuff? Yeah, it certainly was, you know uh it's been a while since i'd been back out there and um they did a great job of of the gala induction ceremony and then gave it given us my amanda and i my wife and i a tour of the stadium um and that place is is crazy it's it's out of this world and uh and yeah and then we got to see some old friends got some time off to just just chill visit visit some of the restaurants and that we used to frequent and some of the hot spots and uh and then there was a breakfast the morning of the game just with some alumni and other people in the plaza of honor and then the game time the game itself and um we were up in a box and uh you know just got to take in the game and see a lot of fans take a lot of pictures and sign autographs and then at halftime we got we got to go on on stage and sort of speak to the fans so it was uh it was really nice because it had been a long time and um like it was 10 years ago now for me that that i was playing there and uh sort of went into the off season not not know like not knowing whether i'd be back or not and then just didn't go back so uh other than in a tie cat jersey so it was <laughs> so it was nice to kind of go back and uh, as a you know as a rider and and uh and kind of get some closure, I guess, in a, in a sense. But they, they did a really great job, and um, and it was nice to see some old friends and and some of the relationships that I was able to share all those great years with while I was out there. That's cool, man. The uh, are you a uh, are you a golf guy in uh, in Saskatchewan? Is that one of your your restaurants of choice? Uh, it, it was on my radar, honestly. Yeah, I I've been there more than a handful of times and I was sure. expecting to go there, but I had my, my old colleague, um, well, he, listeners would know speaking with the enemy, Luke Mullinder. Uh, he, he was, he was my, my close friend. And so I let him pick it and, and we went to a place called memories, which was, uh, for, for like a, a nice sit down dinner. And that was our, that was our only sit down dinner night. Nice. And, yeah, it was funny because the the owner and and a couple of the wait waiters or, and the wait staff like recognized Amanda and I, and they were telling us when we went there, you know, fourteen years ago, <laughs> and they were like, "This is where you sat. This is it." And it was like, <laughs> it was wild. And yeah, and then of course, like it was the night before the game, and uh, from both teams, there were a bunch of players and coaches in there. So, yeah, um, yeah it was it was cool to see. No, oh, that's fantastic, man. The uh, uh, unfortunately, the uh, game didn't go Sask's way, right? It looks like a field goal, field goal at the end. Uh, took it home for Calgary. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm bad luck right now or what, but that's that's three <laughs> games in a row that have come down to a last second field goal going the going the uh, the wrong way than I was hoping for. You know, 
Oh, it's wild, man. How how about your speech? What uh, how how long did you did you make it go? They were we were on a strict guideline, and there was a reason for it that I didn't find out till after. But there was like months leading up, they keep asking me, "Where's your speech? Give me your speech." And I'm thinking, I don't want to give you my speech. Like I want to, <laughs> I want to surprise you, just like everyone else, right? Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, 600 words. We want it to be four or five minutes." And it's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, fine, no worries." Yeah. But they kept telling me there's this timeline, and, and it turns out that one of my t- call, one of my teammates I played with my first first two years, Scott Schultz, he was. Uh, a defensive lineman. He got inducted into the plaza. Uh, I, th- I think like seven years ago now, but he went for an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he was oh, he was talking for an hour and fifteen minutes. So they're like, "No, you got to do fifteen minutes." <laughs> I mean, you got to do four or five minutes. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, I did, and and it, it was good because I did have it written down, or like I did have some highlights to go on and. Or some point forms. I mean, some bullets and, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, Amanda's heard me do many speeches before. Some of them I wing it. Some of them I prepare. Some of them yeah. something in between. And she thought it was. She thought it was really, really nice. So and so did yeah. so did many people. Yeah. Well, that's that's the real uh, real bar. Just so long as the so long as the missus thinks you, you did a good job. The uh, so what? There's was it four other players? You were one of five to go on the plaza. Uh, this year there was three players and one builder. Oh, so yeah, nice, myself and and Chris Getzlaff are are people would are names you'd probably recognize. Um, mm-hmm. So I played with Chris. Yeah, that's cool. For he came in 07, but he he started playing in 08, and then we played together 08, 9, 10, and then my my couple games in 11 as well. And then he mm-hmm. he continued playing in Sask until 16 was his last year. Yeah in sask and then he played one year in edmonton so he was part of the canadian air force with me uh out there <laughs> nice yeah and uh and yeah we became we became pretty good friends so it was really cool to go in with him and and you know hang out with him and his his wife and family for the weekend yeah and then paul hill who was a tremendous uh builder out there a supporter he he's uh he owns a bunch, bunch of different companies and have fundraised and supported the riders for many years. And some of the dark days um, helped me payroll. And uh, I think is a big reason why the team got through the, you know, the pandemic, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, from his own contribution and, and people he's connected with him fundraising. Yeah. So he was in as a builder. And then Gabe Patterson, who was the, First black star for the riders. He came. He was playing in forty six and forty seven, and he was only the. There was only I think one one black guy before him on the team, early thirties, mm-hmm. and then at the time they were the Regina Riders, and he uh, he was a superstar in the league only for a couple of years. But even after that, there it was another. It was years, years and years before. Um, you know, he really paved the way mm-hmm. for for both both black people and and also just anyone from like the from the US really to uh to make a name for themselves. At at our game at the Ticat game I was I was chatting with uh with Matt Dunnigan when he was coming in to do his uh his color and yeah he was he said the same thing. He's uh he said he, he was he knew the name and he said yeah well it's like guys like him that really really paved the way for guys like me 
to come down here and or to come up here and, and play. So um so that was cool. They did a nice video and, and a guy named Wes Cates, who was another teammate of mine and fellow previous Plaza inductee, he's mm-hmm. he re, he received the off the uh he received the honor for Gabe because Gabe yeah, cool. is Gabe is, is a humorous uh he, he was he died in like the 70s i think he was born in 1919 mm-hmm. wow that's cool man what a cool weekend it's a, it really is a special football city honestly and so and of course so is hamilton and everyone compares the the two east and west but my first uh my first saskatchewan indoctrination was the gray cup in 13 when i had i had been in canada for like six weeks total and we went out there and played in negative – I think our first day of practice was negative 27 degrees. And honestly, I can't even remember if it was Celsius or Fahrenheit, but it doesn't matter. It was pretty <laughs> pretty cold. And uh, guys missed practice day two because they had frostbite from day one. And I remember myself, Bakari Grant, maybe Brian Brom, I believe, were sitting in golfs the night before the Grey Cup. And that was like our pre pre uh, night before dinner and fans were coming through with like a marching band of fans walked through the restaurant playing rest playing their instruments like like walking around the tables the waiters didn't care that it was it was a circus man and then we got our yeah our heads kicked in the next day <laughs> uh, that was a that was my first task experience and the place is really a special CFL town that's cool the new stadium I think I played two of my I think my last two seasons I got to play there pretty pretty top-notch facilities i mean it's a it's a pretty incredible uh uh stadium for the cfl i did not get a chance to win a game there uh but uh special that your name is uh etched there forever that's very cool man yeah thank you very much uh yeah i remember that 2013 gray cup oh boy it, yeah, it got boy. up some of those weeks some of those practice days were were in the 30s minus 30s uh yeah. And uh, yeah, I do remember the frostbite story and poor guys, they couldn't play in the game because they got frostbite. Mark Dial and there was one other Mark guy. Dial. That's and, right. Uh, oh, I can't remember. I can't oh, remember. The top of my hand. I know it was two or was three Was it Sam Scott? Yeah, it sounds right. And then the, Sam the, Scott. Day three or day two, we had we drove up to Moose Jaw to play in that indoor facility just so we could like run some offense in there. Uh, all for naught, man. That That game got out of hand pretty quickly. Yeah, um, you know what? It's one of those games, though. It's sort of like um, we were talking about this earlier in the season, and there's just some of those games that you get a couple bounces going the one a certain way all in the first quarter, and then things just snowball. And yeah. that's how I honestly felt about that Grey Cup game. I didn't in the second half we got dominated, but it was sort of we were already deflated by yeah. then. And if yep. if the first quarter went a little bit differently, like that one time, Darian Durant fumbled the ball we had like two chances to get it and then all of a sudden Corey sheets picked it up for like a 30 yard gain it's like yeah like just plays like that if they go the other way then then who knows you know if you're going into halftime and it's a it's a three-point game either way then the game is totally going to be totally different in the second half so anyway i i don't take away anything away from them that year they that was their year uh and they did dominate us but it was uh it was one of those games that I think just kind of got away from us. Yeah, it went away early. We on. had a good was, team. Yeah, it was tough. Old Craig Butler got his uh, got his Grey Cup uh, ring that year. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Well, to bring it back uh, over into Hamilton here, uh, that was a that was a heartbreaker, man. I know you, I I've I've I found this year uh, as you and I have both got experience in the booth with color. I, I find that you just, it's almost the best perspective I've ever had of a football game when you're doing the color commentary. You're watching it so intently. You have such a bird's eye view of the field. Uh, you really get a sense for the ebbs and flows of a game. What was your take on the Ticats on the Thanksgiving, on the Thanksgiving Day game? Well, they certainly looked impressive in the first half, um, especially on the defensive side. And yeah. then they go into half. Uh, like really the defensive line was the story of the first half for both for both sides because I thought the Ticats were able to run the ball pretty effectively and and protect on the first half. But the, the key plays in the game for the Toronto defense were were the pass deflections at the line of scrimmage. So mm-hmm. they were there were they had three in the first half that were in key crucial moments that just not just stuffed up drives, just ended drives and right at the edge of field goal range. Uh, and then the, we tried the fake punt at the one of them. Um, and, and so that was the story for the Toronto side. And then the, the Hamilton side, like <laughs> they were just dominating like all over the place. So Garrett Davis and company, yeah. um, they were just monsters out there. So, and then they go in the second half and, I got to say, like, the offensive production for the Ticats was by far the best I've seen so far this season. We saw a glimpse Absolutely. of it, uh, you know, in when we went to Montreal and when Dane Evans and, uh, and Stephen Dunbar Jr. in the first quarter, like, they had, they had a pretty good offense, but it, was, it really lasted a quarter and then promising to me. The problem was on the defensive side of the ball, it, which is strange to say this year, 2021 Ticats, is – they just couldn't quite figure it out because if they went to go into a zone coverage, Bethel Thompson sort of, I don't know if he knew already or he was reading it very quickly and he was going to the right place with just the, the first level read Mm -hmm. or second level read just almost instantaneously. So they're playing cover three to the field. He's running two hitches on one guy and just picking the right guy that's wide open and, and, and that, and then if they went man to man, then they were able to sort of leak somebody out of the backfield and they were, they were getting matchups on, on the linebackers on uh, like the running DJ Foster on Santos Knox, for instance, and they just weren't able to match up. Uh, so yeah. it seemed like they had a, a great play call for, for whatever the Ticats were doing defensively. And, uh, and then the pressure, the pressure just wasn't the same as it was in the first half from the defensive line. So they just – Bethel Thompson and company just picked, uh, picked the Cats apart. It was like a, a slow bleed, but just constant. It was just completion after completion after completion. And, you know, it, it was tough to see but because even the Tech Cats played pretty well in the second half offensively. And uh, it was just a great game. It really came down to – a few plays that thought, you know, you, you would have thought that you won the game, just like in the Montreal game, but Toronto made it happen on third third down. They just made some cr- crucial catches. Uh, yeah. I know I'm blabbering on here, but there was it was also a great game for catching too. Um, yeah, both, both teams. There was, there some, was some great ones. Yeah, it was, and we hadn't we haven't seen a ton of that so far this year. So. Overall, yeah, he, it was still my favorite game to watch, although it just the, the ending was, was disappointing. 
I agree. It was exciting. I mean, Mazzoli threw for 300 for the first time since, uh, you know, 2019 before his, uh, before his injury of, I mean, which seems like a lifetime ago, but they had that production there. There was a moment in the fourth quarter where Bethel Thompson was 19 of 21. I mean, so what you're, you're right on the money there. Like there was just a slow bleed a little bit. He was just, he was just taking what he could get for six, for eight yards, no matter, no matter what, no matter how small of a gain it was, he was taking what he could get in the passing game. Mm -hmm. There was that moment. The game was about to tip over into Hamilton, to Hamilton's favor. It was about to, it was about to, to sort of the momentum was going to get out of control for a second there when I think it was Cameron Kelly had an unbelievable interception. I mean, a catch that you or I would have, would have been stoked to make. I mean, it was beautiful and he secured it very cleanly too. You know, that's such a, that he looked like a receiver because that's a real talent to dive and catch the ball, but then to clearly trap it with your body, not on the ground, right. To pin it with your, to your chest, with your hands, instead of using it to sort of brace your, your, your dive really beautiful. But that got called back with the roughing the passer and Toronto turned that into points. And all of a sudden the thing looked a little bit different where it was about to just really, it was about to break open in Hamilton's favor. I, it was one of those games where I was like, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching in the, in, the, in the last plays of the game. I really felt like Hamilton, like finally you and I have talked all year. We want to see passing production. I want to see tie-cat receivers making catches and they had some big strikes. Jalen Ackland caught a big touchdown again. It was great seeing Braylon Addison get back in the mix and be a part of the productivity and going forward, very excited to see more of that. But I, I, I said this in the coach O show this week. I wonder what you think about this, that game. I make it a little bit equivalent to the 2014 gray cup in Vancouver. Like, it's like all I needed was all we needed was one more drive. Like just put like just add five minutes onto the clock, and I promise we'll win. Like you know, I, I it was like I, I couldn't believe that after all of that productivity and uh, the just back and forth, it ended up in uh, Toronto's favor. And I don't I don't think they were in the lead until double zeros on the clock, right? I mean, it's just a, a heartbreaking loss in the third time the Ticats have lost by thir- three or less this season. I mean, it's really, uh, really interesting how this has progressed. But a lot of, uh, a lot of play left uh, in the East here. Ticats get a chance to play uh, the two uh, last place teams in the league uh, over the next two weeks. That's an interesting uh, uh, point for them. Uh, if, they could, if they could turn that into 2-0 over the next two weeks and chase down a little bit of Toronto, who has, I believe it's BC and Montreal for two weeks. You know, I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of things are still going to shake down, but boy, it's a, it's a heartbreaker and a tough way to go on a bye week for the guys after that loss. Yeah, you said it. And uh, we were talking to, to Ackland after the game and he said, um, you know, he said, we're, we're finding ways to lose right now. we got to find ways to win. And um, <laughs> I wouldn't know if I'd be so hard on yourself. Like you got to take some positives from this game. And, and the beauty is like, is yeah don't get me wrong it's super disappointing two weeks in a row to feel like you're in control of the game and and, and come out on the wrong end but the um the good thing is is you still control your destiny and uh, to yeah. to at least guarantee yourself a home playoff game because toronto is up by two games in the standings but you play them one more time and montreal has the same amount of wins but they do have a game in hand but they play toronto 
So one of those teams has to win. And uh, and you have like the tie cats, if they beat Toronto, we'll have the tiebreaker against both teams. So my point is, is that even if Toronto wins every game and tie cats win every game, you got second place. If Toronto loses to Montreal and tie cats win every game, you get first place or unless Montreal wins every game or no, you still have first place. No, 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 no. Sorry. Montreal will get first. And you get what I'm saying though. You'll have, you'll have second oh, place in Toronto. Available. Toronto will be third. Yeah. Yeah. So um, basically it's you control your destiny and that's where you want to be. That's the position you want to be in going down the final stretch after your last bye week. So, you know, exactly. you're in a position that you played well, offensively, you played your best game defensively. You, you, you finally learned a few lessons. Like you talk about complimentary football and you said 19 for 21 at one point. Well, it's a lot different when the when the defensive line rushed 15 to 20 times total in the first half and they're already rushed 20 something times with not getting to the quarterback in a quarter yeah. or a quarter and a bit yeah you know you get tired you get frustrated uh so it it all kind of goes together and 100 percent. yeah well, so you're right there's a lot uh there's a lot uh, still to be determined in the tie cats. I remember years where, where we were like, you know, you, you start looking at the puzzle that has to piece together, especially 2017 when we started out. zero and eight, we, but we were still, we still had a chance very late into the season, but like we had to not only win every game, we needed like specific teams to lose a game each week going in. And it's like, okay. And I think we, I think the last three games of the seasons season, we had already been uh, excluded from the playoffs when I believe it was uh, Ottawa beat Sask actually uh, that, that ended it for us. But I love, love, love the end of the CFL season where the, where this sort of puzzle starts getting pieced together and you start fighting and the games start, start really, uh, you know, just becoming more and more important. I feel like I feel like you and I had some of our best uh, some of our best football is in this October uh, October stretch here. So exciting stuff! It is certainly is. The weather's been great too. So yeah, no no excuses. You know, not even one letter. So twos. I don't know if you saw earlier today. They just made the announcement that, as we all know, the Hamilton is hosting the Great Cup this year, but they have made it clear that it's going to be a little bit abbreviated uh, some sort of a little bit lesser for the great cup festivities all the uh celebrations are going to be uh sort of played down a little bit obviously still due to covid they're going to keep the stadium at twenty four thousand. they said instead of build on the great cup extension that they've done to stadiums in the past but hamilton gets their great cup this year they also announced today that hamilton gets the great cup again in 2023 so I'm thinking you and I retired too early, man. Like, <laughs> what is this? I can't believe that. So we played all these years and had to go West for all of our gray cups. And now there's two in three years, there are going to be two gray cups in Hamilton. I mean, it is amazing. What a great, uh, what a great uh, announcement for, uh, for Ticat fans. It certainly is. It's uh, it's been a long time since the cup was here and, and then having, having a modified, Great Cup this year. You know that there's not going to be a lot of people able to travel from across the country. Uh, yeah. I, I think they did the right thing and and give you know give it give it back here in two years to give the chance give the Hamilton Tiger Town Nation and and, a, and the city of Hamilton a yeah. chance to really uh, 
really show what they have to offer and, 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 um, and have that festivity. So, uh, yeah, we certainly did. It's going to be Hamilton, Sask, Hamilton. And, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm going to go, I'm going to go train right now and see if I can get back out there. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I would have, I would have done anything for a home, uh, home, uh, great cup. That sounds uh, amazing. The, uh, yeah, very cool. I mean, I, I don't know if they I don't know if it's been totally announced that they're going to do an extension to the stadium for 23. I would kind of expect it to be, but very excited for this year and uh, and uh, for that time as well. It's just uh, I mean, wasn't it like 1996 or something like that? Did I ever win? It was the last time they had the great cup. Something like that, I think. It's hard to imagine that with the nine team, eight or nine team league, depending on the year like that, it would, it would take that yeah. long. It's it's wild, um, well, but Buffalo yeah, you're right. Never, Buffalo never gets Super Bowls either, so <laughs> <laughs> no, of course that's because it's cold in Buffalo. But everywhere is cold. Uh, we're in the CFL, so you know that's not an excuse. The uh, well, that's exciting stuff, man. We'll 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 deal with that as uh, time comes along. But uh, anyways, good show too. It's great talking with you, and we'll uh, we have a little bit of a stretch here to the next game. Ticats have their final bye week of the season, but uh, Ticat fans, you can join us uh, weekly for the Task and Twos update. Andy, have a great week, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Tash. Take care, buddy. Task and Twos. Like and subscribe to Hang With Them Weekly.